Good day, everyone, and welcome back to the John White Project. I am John, and I am excited again to have a fantastic guest on the line. It is my second daughter, or the middle child. Yes, the middle child. Uh, it is my daughter, Kalar White. Hello, how folks. How are you, Kalar? I'm good. How are you? I am good, thank you. Now, before we start, your name, Kalar, you must have had some interesting parents to give you a name like that. Sure do. <laughs> now, what are the origins of Kalar? Well, it's an alien from Star Trek. <laughs> an alien from Star Trek. It is a Klingon. <laughs> that is right. Your mom and I heard that name and we went, oh my goodness, if we have a daughter, that's her name. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> and we spell it the Klingon way as well. So that's kind of unique spelling for a very unique girl. Oh, well, thank you. Definitely get lots of compliments. <laughs> Excellent. I like to hear that. Now, we are on the podcast and we are talking about my journey and uh, subsequently the family's journey of prostate cancer. Yeah. Now, what went through your head when you heard that your dad had prostate cancer. Now, before you answer, we did hang on to the information for two weeks before we told you guys. And it would have been easier if you were younger, because then it just would have been, you know, daddy's visiting the doctor, would have been no big deal. But because you were adult children, you you knew what cancer was and you've already had people in and out of your life with cancer. So when you mention cancer, of course, you automatically think worst case scenario. For sure. But what ran through your head when Joy and I phoned you and, and let you know that I had prostate cancer? Well, cancer is a big, scary word. And I was definitely scared. I didn't know um, what would happen next. I know that you guys um, kept it for a little bit, but I understand those things need time to go through your head and time to share on your own time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely scary. It, it hits close to home when it's family, especially a parent figure. Mm-hmm. It, it's a scary thing. Now, we had, uh, yeah, I guess we held on to it for about two weeks. Um, I had to come to terms with it before... I told anybody, I mean, I was, you know, in the, in the doctor's office, he told me, yeah, we found cancer. So you have cancer. And of course, right away, that's, I stopped listening after that. And my head was just full of white noise. Yeah. So Joy and I sat on that for about two weeks. And then we, we told all three of you at the same time, uh, or sorry, rather on the same day. Um, and then we said, you know, we, we gave you a message to say, okay, you can phone whoever you want now. Um, you all know. So who, who was your first call? My big sister. Your big sister. (laughs) My big sister. I had to call her and, um, just discuss 
ask her how she was doing to see each other's support as well as figure out how we were going to digest it ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, like big and scary words hit close to home. Very scary. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now you, um, I believe you had a boyfriend at the time. Uh, did you, did you tell him what was, what was his reaction? Did, uh, what was there comfort going on? Was there understanding going on? There was definitely comfort. There was definitely some sort of level of understanding. Yes. Um, he's never had something like this happen to him before. Um, so it was something new to him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, I was in shock. I was not knowing what to say. The words were not forming and I couldn't get my brain to work because it's just, like you said, your mind goes blank and you don't hear nothing. And then it's just, you're just in your own head with your thoughts. Right. So Absolutely. I, yeah. I, I shared it and he was comforting. He was saying, you know, like I'm here with whatever you want to talk. You don't want to talk. He was very kind, very thoughtful. Good. Um, yeah, Definitely. A good support at the time. Excellent. Excellent. Now, I remember, um, I guess it was a couple of weeks after that. Um, I guess it was, a, it wasn't a surprise visit. I knew everybody was coming down, but uh, I mean, all three of my kids came down. Now I call my kids kids, but you'll always be my kids, but you're, <laughs> you know, adults. And uh, the boyfriends and the dog came down. I believe that was Father's Day. Now, we we hadn't had a visit from all of you at the same time in a very long time. Uh, what prompted the the gathering, as we'll call it? Well, definitely the, the diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to talk about it, be there with you, just to have that support as well as support each other as, as siblings, you know? Like, right. you definitely need that shoulder when you've got a scary situation in front of you that you don't know how to approach. And you, there's a lot of what if and what happens next. And exactly. Yeah. So definitely just getting together and knowing that you have that family and that support was definitely something we were trying to achieve, not only for you, but for everybody else. Like I know I, cancer is a big thing and it's just like you, you need to have your family. Mm-hmm. It uh, it definitely did bring us closer together. Uh, I know Coda and I message back and forth. Uh, we have FaceTime chats every Saturday. Uh, okay. You and I Snapchat back and forth, and and you know phone call occasionally. But we're we're messaging back and forth. So and even Kier, I'm I'm Snapchatting him often as well. So yeah, it's it it definitely has brought us a little bit closer together. Um, you know, communication wise, I mean. Uh, I think I said it in the last podcast, you know, uh, we're, we're close to Newmarket, Dakota's in Hamilton, you're in Owen Sound, Kier, for the most part, is in Peterborough at university. So we, we're really, everywhere. we really are all over Southern Ontario. <laughs> after, um, after the gathering on the Father's Day and all the bowling and food and fires that we had, which was great. <laughs> I still remember that. I, I, I thought that was a great time. It was a very fun time. Did you uh, did you start messaging, uh, I guess, Joy and Coda a little bit more? Um, sure coming, did. Coming up to the time of surgery. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> sure did, yeah. I was in communication with Dakota and Joy for quite a while, like 
um, I think more so Dakota, but Joy would definitely keep me in the loop. I would ask how you were doing. Joy would also message me to giving me a, like a heads up. You're not, you're not having a good day or you're having a little rough time or, right. or one day was, was a good day and the other day was a little heavy. Yeah. Definitely communicated more so with, with Coda and Joy after that. Yeah. That's what uh, Dakota said as well, that she had a little, uh, you know, more, more private messages than our regular group chat. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I had my surgery um, August 13th of 2018. Mm-hmm. The surgery went well, um, just not as well as expected. What ran through your mind uh, when we had to call you and tell you that um, that I still had the cancer? Well, I mean, it, it, that was shocking. I, I didn't know it was going to be a, a yet another thing to, to have to get over or another hurdle to, to climb, right? Mm-hmm. Um, scary, mm-hmm. but with the technology these days, I definitely had faith with how things were going to go moving forward with whatever treatment you had chosen for after the surgery. I was just very glad that the surgery went for you. It went well and healing process and everything was, was good. It just wasn't what we had expected and we had high hopes for, but you know, always what's next. There's always something next. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, I was, I was kind of prepared for, the what next, which, which was basically the hormone. I started the hormone therapy, uh, and then they started getting me ready for the radiation therapy. Um, now the hormone therapy, that was, (laughs) that was interesting. Again, (laughs) uh, I've dealt with that in other episodes, but, um, the fatigue was something I've never felt before. The hot flashes, (laughs) I'm still going through those. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and of course, at the end of the treatment, I, I find myself forgetting a lot of things now. It, Joy keeps reminding me of the, I, I told you about that last week. It's, well, you know, I don't, I don't even remember what I had for lunch. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just one, it's just one of those things. Yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, going through the radiation treatment, that was uh, five days a week for six and a half weeks. It, it wasn't painful. It was just takes a toll on on somebody for sure. It it, it really did. Um, two weeks into it, yeah, I was fine. But going into that third week, it hit me like a ton of bricks. My bet. <laughs> yeah, I would get up in the morning, get ready for radiation. I'd come home for lunch and go for a nap. Yeah, some days we need those naps, but. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. And then the world went into lockdown. I finished my radiation treatment on a uh, Friday, and I believe it was the Monday. Everything shut down due to COVID. That's also another added stress. That, that really was. Um, I didn't think it was going to affect me as much as it did. But as I've said in other episodes, it, um, yeah, it kicked the crap out of me. It really did. It really did the whole world. <laughs> Definitely yeah. took the toll on me as yeah. well. Yeah, I'm I'm not the only one with uh, anxiety and depression issues, but mm-hmm. with the Lupron, it just kind of amplified it a little bit higher. 
for sure. No, yeah. I get that. But we're on that uh, road to recovery, so that's kind of a good thing. So, and and talking about it really helps get it out of my system. For sure, yeah. And, and plus the fact that I can, I can help other people. Other people are listening to this and and saying, "Yeah, I've gone through this and gone through that." I've, I've had a gentleman at work tell me, "Yeah, his grandfather went through this and his grandfather went through that," and. I'm glad I'm I'm able to help him understand and 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 just strangers, you know, and and you're, I'm glad I'm glad that I can get my family's take on it as well. You're um, extending your support to everybody else who some may not have that support. Exactly. And everybody goes through something like this, whether it's their parents, their grandparents, siblings, friends, it's something everybody gets touched by. Exactly. So that support from a total stranger is maybe something that stranger needs. Yes. Yeah. And I, and I've said it a couple of times that, uh, you know, no man fights alone. There's, there's a whole family that he doesn't know about that is waiting yeah. to help. For sure. Yeah. It's, it's Just like uh, that saying where it's like, it takes a kid or it takes a village to, to raise a kid. That's, that's right. <laughs> Always yes. have that support. That That's right. Although, uh, in this day and age, it's, uh, you want to stay aware of uh, what village you let your kid roam in. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but let's not get started on that, right? I could rant <laughs> all day on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank you for uh, coming on the show today. Thank you for the invitation. Oh, you're more than welcome. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. And uh, the next time we're going to have your brother on and, and see what his take was on the whole cancer issue, because now he's got to be aware um, that his screening starts earlier yep. due to the fact that I've had prostate cancer. And mentioning that, that uh, the, uh, both of my daughters, both Dakota and Kalar, have to start their breast screening earlier because your grandma had breast cancer. So runs in the family. Yep. Yeah, it's just uh, it's the modern day plague. It's not like this uh, big COVID, exactly but uh, yeah. it, it really is a modern day plague. I I I don't hate a lot of things, but I got to tell you, I I hate cancer and what it can do to to families and friends and just our bodies in general. Yeah, just no good. No, not at all. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're more than welcome. And I'm just going to leave the <laughs> listeners with, uh, be honest, be true to yourself, be a good human being. Peace. I'm out. And we'll see you next time on The John White Project.